Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, November 21st, 2022. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, all here on your Monday morning. I'm TJ Walker, but Nick Roush, how are you? I've been better. Uh, it's just not the best time to be a Kentucky fan right now. It's just not. Um yeah, so I'm just uh, I've just I've been in better places in my state of Wildcat fandom. Outside of that, I'm doing all right. Um, tied one on yesterday, had had some fun. Uh, Would have been more fun with the Cats win though. Well, good. I'm glad you had a little fun. That's the November Blues. We've been through it before. It doesn't make it any less easy or fun or enjoyable. Nope. Uh, it does suck. I think Kentucky fans just want to be able to uh, be a little boisterous and excited and we thought that we were going to have a chance to do that but uh, it was a losing weekend the football game maybe even more frustrating in some ways than just a good old-fashioned beat down Uh, we'll talk about it and then the basketball game really was a good old-fashioned beat down all things considered the Caps did make one little run one little push in the second half which was I guess better than the alternative but uh, two games that, that left you wanting more. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. it uh, not a good weekend. Not a good weekend. The World Cup starts today, though, so we're going to have to turn this frown upside down. Yeah. Hurry. They're back at it again for the first time since 2014. Roush, the last time the United States played a World Cup match, I want to say it was that uh, quarterfinal Sweet 16 round against Belgium, and they lost. But that was over eight years ago now at this point. What was a 23-year-old Nick Roush doing back in 2014? I believe that was my... No, that that was a very fun summer, though. That was a summer where I was... uh, I I worked for an attorney a couple days a week in Louisville and then another another one a couple days a week in Lexington. So I'm pretty... I, I believe that was my summer of just bouncing back and forth and having the time of my life going to two keys on Tuesday nights. Um, yeah, I, I believe that that was that summer when I was really, really getting after it, uh, having, having a great time. 
I, I, lo- I looked it up. July 1st, 2014, United States lost to Belgium in that classic match where, uh, what was it Tim Howard? I mean, I think it probably was Tim Howard. Just was like unstoppable in goal, but just uh, unfortunately couldn't couldn't do enough. Lost an extra time, two to one. And uh, since then, they didn't qualify in 2018. It was super embarrassing and really sad. And then now 2022. So when you when you're only when the qualifying is once every four years and you miss it, uh, that could turn a little baby into an eight year old. Could turn an eight-year-old into somebody that's driving since the last time the World Cup's been on. So it's been a it's been a while. Our favorite mm-hmm. producer in all of radio in the state of Kentucky and the state of Indiana, Justin Kalen. What were you doing July first, twenty fourteen? Oh man, I was actually just sitting here thinking about that. So that was probably about a year after I had moved to Florida. So I was just living that Florida life. I was. I was having a good time. Um, I was living careless and free. I think I was probably the, that's probably when I was the assistant manager at Subway, which I don't like to think back Mm. to those days. I thought you were going to say you were in the throes of passion at Walmart, probably around that time. No, that would have been 2009. Oh, so it would have been the World Cup, maybe a little closer before. Oh, the Vuvuzelas. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, uh, you, you were living wild, careless, and free. What are you doing now? Uh, working. That's all I do. You're, you're the working man. Yeah, it sucks. Come I, on. I actually had a uh, I had a Thanksgiving at my mom's on Saturday, and I had a Friendsgiving following the Thanksgiving at my mom's. So no big deal. Just got two Thanksgiving dinners on Saturday. But everyone was asking me and my family, like, "Are we gonna see you before Christmas or what?" And I was like, guys, I'm always working. Like, it's not that I don't want to see you. I'm just always working. Wow. And the beat goes on, I guess. Beat goes Uh, on. You know, don't don't work so much, buddy. Well, my grandma talked me into hanging up her Christmas lights next Saturday. So I've done that for three or four years now. Forgot that that was a thing. So she made sure to remind me. So I will indeed see her before Christmas. And I thought that's what Sparky was for. He's for taking down the Christmas lights. Gotcha. That's what, <laughs> that's what his expertise is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sparky was Scoot's old uh, six-foot pet Komodo dragon that they had living <laughs> around their house. Or was it 12 feet? I always get it confused. No, it, anyway, yeah, I said 12 feet. <laughs> I'm pumped for today. It doesn't feel right having a World Cup in the winter, November. Uh, I, I'm more concerned about like Thanksgiving football and stuff like that. Or, or you would think that I would be. But I'm, I'm bought into it, Roush. I'm pumped for today. My expectations are incredibly low. I don't know if I'm just snake bit from the last month of sports, potentially. The Packers suck. UK football has had an underachieving season. UK basketball has had the most nightmarish start, really, that they possibly could have had. Uh, so I don't know if I'm just a little snake bit where my expectations for the United States are incredibly low. But like they theoretically should beat Wales in a soccer match. They should. They should win today. Um, so I don't I don't know what to make of it. I don't know if I'm just being kind of pessimistic or if uh, – but the United States also hasn't looked good playing soccer either. So they've kind of fallen in line with my other sports teams in, ter- in terms of just looking pretty average as of late. So I uh, hope to buck that trend today. Did you all watch any of the opening match yesterday? Uh, I actually saw the second goal uh, as it was happening. but So just kind of a little bit of it. Um, I, uh, I did do some research. On the World Cup, so I listened to a podcast when 
driving uh, between Lexington and Louisville. And I've been told that Wales is very old. So they're old. We're young. We should be able to run all over them. Uh, the second thing that I've been told is that something like if you, if you win your opening game, there's a 70% chance or something like that that you'll advance. So today's a big, big deal. Big deal. Get get off on the right foot. Run up and down. Make these old old guys pay. But um, I'm I am slightly worried though, uh, from a personal perspective because I just watched the Wrexham movie the uh, show and that slight slight connection. I, I would have had no, known nothing about Wales before this game if not for that. And now that I've spent a week watching a show about Welsh soccer. Surely Welsh soccer is going to just kick me right in the caboose when I need to pick me up. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you watched Welcome to Wrexham. It's on FX, Hulu. Uh, You don't have to have Hulu to watch it, but it is streaming there. Did you like it? Are you finished? Yes, I finished it. Uh, I liked it. I could uh, could kind of sense what was was going to happen as far as the the result of their season. and you know, like with any show, there was some. There was a couple episodes that I'm just like, okay, this feels like filler. But all in all, it was I was really entertained by it, and just and all. Think it's like a genius concept of a show, and like a little bit of hard knocks to it, but also just kind of the comedy aspect that those people can bring. Exactly. Yeah, and and it also is genius from a financial standpoint too. Mm-hmm. To like, okay, we can afford to spend a million dollars on a player because. We're going to make that back with this show about the the thing. So it's kind of – I loved one episode, though, where, like, the team doctor or the trainer was, like, cussing at the camera crews for coming in to shoot a commercial or something. And it's like, dude, none of this can happen if you're not bringing in people to do camera crews and <laughs> shoot commercials and stuff like that. Yeah, I did. I mean, it would get annoying, no doubt, just having, like, film crews around 24-7 on just daily. Like, you know, imagine if all of a sudden – it would never happen, but – at Big X, there's just cameras every single day. Like, there'll probably be one day where we're just like, yeah, not really in the mood to have a camera in my face. Please get out of the way. We're trying to actually do our jobs. But uh, it's a great show if you haven't seen it. I've thought about that as well. I even went to Rob McElraney's uh, Mac from Always Sunny. I even went to his Twitter to be like if, if he was going to say anything about, like, you know, I've got some Welsh interests, but today, rooting on the Americans. He hadn't said anything along those lines. Um, but the good show. Kind of related to the match today, but one thing I got from that show, Roush, is that the Welsh national players, like, you know, they're not that great. United States should beat them. A country the size of the United States versus Wales. Which is a state the size of, I mean, it's smaller than Indiana. Well, you got to take care of business. You just got to take care of business. So um, I've got incredibly low expectations for it, but I'll be pumped up all the same. I'll be wearing my red, white, and blue. And uh, ready to go when the action gets underway at 12. So every, if you're wondering. Two. Or, or two, yeah, excuse me. If you're wondering, thank you. If you're wondering, today's the only day, yesterday and today are the only days that they're not going to have four games, four matches throughout the day. Uh, so the, the schedule starting tomorrow will be five, there will be a match. Eight, there will be a match. Is it 11, there will be a match. And then two, there will be a match. And the United States will always play all of its matches at two until maybe they get to the knockout stage and then TBD if they make it that far. But when they play today, it's at two, as Roush said. 
when they play Friday, Black Friday against England, it's at two. And then next Tuesday, eight days from today, when they finish group play against Iran, also that match is at two. But it'll be kind of fun tomorrow waking up, getting ready for the radio show, and having the World Cup on from basically when we wake up to four in the afternoon. Obviously, you'll have like an hour break in between matches and whatnot. But that'll be kind of nice for the the middle of the day. It's only you know it's not day basketball per se, but it is day World Cup, which is which is good. Well, and we also are going to get some day basketball too. It's feast week. Oh my gosh, it's feast week. <laughs> Time to feast. Oh, I. I we had uh, the two TVs rolling and watched the end of Baylor and uh, who were they? Baylor and Ark. No one. Who was the other team? That's pretty big. Dang it! It was a decent game on before the Cats and the Gonzaga game, though. So we had a UCLA. little college basketball on. What was that? Scoop? UCLA. There we go. Yeah, I, don't, I could not believe that I hadn't forgotten that. Uh, but we had uh, that that game rolling along with some NFL. So like, it's there's there's a lot happening. A lot happening. Uh, Louisville is going to open play in the Maui. What can go wrong? Truly nothing. Oh, we get Duke Bellerman tonight, 830, Krzyzewskiville. Wouldn't oh, that be that's fun? exciting. Bellerman yeah. came up short against Clemson. Played them tough, but... Uh, it was a one-point game at the under-eight media timeout, and then yeah. they ended up losing by like 10. Yeah, a little athleticism kind of didn't go their way. And when, when push came to shove, tired legs uh, went Clemson's way. That's all right. Bellerman bounced back. Hopefully they'll, they'll give Duke something to, to think about. Scoots texted, but Roush, did you get on the Tarleton bet I tweeted out yesterday? I was, I mean, I, I texted back to you. I was on the bridge on the way back over from gambling. And I just was like, I'm not turning around. I, that was a, that was a like, put extra money in and I'm just going to take that, those winnings out and just, you know, like that, that's how sure I was about that bet yesterday. Boston college is one of the worst. I, I highly recommend just fading them. Any chance you really get, you get Boston college is a horrible basketball team and Billy Gillespie's Tarleton Texan riders. Mm-hmm. They're, they're pretty good. Like they're actually like, I've seen them play a couple times now. They're a pretty tough team. And they really like Billy Gillespie when expectations aren't too high, he can really get a group of guys to kind of buy in on a style of play, and it's executed where they're not going to probably be out coached. Uh, and so they they ran away with it, Scoots. You got on it, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Was that your call, or did you have it on good authority from somebody? That was that was a TJ special. Nice. Well, nicely that done. Tarle- yeah. That was that. Never in doubt. They were one of a dozen or so teams in America that was uh, undefeated against the spread. So streaks alive. Shriek's alive. They're a good team. You may be able to find some decent number. They should have beaten Arizona State. Uh, they they had that game in a in a decent spot, and they ended up losing by three. But they're a pretty good team. I wouldn't be shocked if they won their conference or are playing in their conference championship. And you may see Billy Gillespie back in Old March Madness, which would be certainly would be something if you had a Kentucky. What if UK's first round matchup in the NCAA tournament against Billy Gillespie? And last year they lost to St. Peter's, so everybody'd be freaking out that they may lose. Oh, boy. I bet Man. John Calipari wouldn't like that one bit. Nope. No. Nope. Not one bit. Uh, he probably doesn't like a lot of things. And people don't really – aren't crazy about how he's got this team ready to go. Uh, let's just dive into the basketball talk since we're already there. Roush, I was uh, I was pretty disappointed across the board. Big picture, small picture, the way that they came into the game. Uh, it Like, again, I, I think this team's good. I still think this team – can absolutely win a national championship. I think once it clicks, it's going to be really, really fun. I just, I can't believe it's so far away from clicking. That's where yeah. I'm at. 
I thought it would be. I get it. You know, people have been out. It was gonna, but like they they look very they look very bad. It's just not good basketball right now. It, it was. It's being far behind is what's surprising, and then the other part, just in general, as a Kentucky fan, we're in the middle of a points crisis. We just cannot watch good offensive basketball, and it is so frustrating. And that first half, I think Kentucky forced nine turnovers and was down by 16 points. Like, and, and the thing too, TJ, is like, even though we have some it's, – it's easy to gripe about the offense because there isn't a ton of easy looks created from it. I mean, a lot of times they were just missing shots. It's like yeah. – and they, they made some in the second half. They went on a little run to cut it to four. But I think they were 24% at half. Meanwhile, Gonzaga, if they were either turning it over or getting a great look and shooting like 60% from the field, it was it was, it was it was just tough. It was really, really tough because you just wanted to see them kind of score points, go shot for shot, blow for blow, and everything they were putting up was just clanking off that rim. It was such a terrible start. Yeah, it, it just was bad. It was bad. Uh, it seemed like... They were really harping on like effort and energy on the broadcast, and I don't think it was anything exceptional. It just doesn't look like a team that really knows where their teammates are, what their teammates are going to be doing, where they can kind of rely on their teammates to be if they if they try to jump a passing around. It just it it looks like a pickup. I mean, it does. It just looks like a pickup team where you know there's a lot of talent and you feel good about your team. But, like, it looks like they've never played basketball together. And you go back to when Calipari was pumping the brakes on this season, and we were like, okay, this is weird. But no, like, there's too much talent. So we are we are rejecting your cautious overtones here, Hall of Fame head coach John Calipari. No, thank you. We don't want him. But, one, he was right. And, two, I'm still not backing off my stance back when we were questioning if he was going to be right or wrong. It shouldn't be like this. It should, no, I, yeah. Even with Oscar out, it, like the guards at a minimum should be more in sync with, another, with one another, should be, should be meshed better together. They did. They looked more synchronized and organized in the Bahamas than they do in November. And that does 100, you know, I don't think, missing free throws and some of this. I don't think it's exclusively John Calipari's fault, but in terms of how far away this team is from being where it needs to be, even if it is November, that does fall on him. It's, I mean, he's the head coach. It has to fall back on him. So while the players are doing some silly head-scratching things and, you know, I, I can't – like C.J. Frederick and Antonio Reeves defensively. 5 of 22. Like, it, it, it's worse than we thought defensively, and they're not providing anything offensively, yeah. so it – you know, how do you play those dudes when they just can't hit anything? And you, we all want them to keep shooting, I'm, or at least if you're anything like me, you do. But goodness gracious, like they're getting they're getting beat off the first step almost every possession, and then they're coming and they're bricking and clanking shots on the other end. But it, it I do, you're, as the head coach, it's got to fall back on Calipari. This, this group should be better at this point. They'll be fine. I, I, you know, I – I think the expectation now needs to be you need to have an undefeated December, which I think is totally obtainable. Michigan's not that good, and I know that you know you could watch UK and say, well, how is UK that much better? Um, and then the UCLA game, neutral site game, I think the UCLA actually matches up pretty well with you, even if you are still struggling and figuring things out. But it, Roush and what we thought was going to be a fun regular season with a lot of big wins, now, there's, now it almost seems like you'll go in December 
And I know they still have a couple more games in November, but no big big games left in, in November. But you'll go into December, and it almost will feel like not not must-win games, but – Kind of, yeah. Kind of. Like, I yeah. mean, at least in terms of expectations. You know, well, you, and, and just you like to UCLA and you lose to Michigan, it's like every halfway decent team you've played, you've lost to. So we got to reset the expectation. So it'll be a really important December. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one there, there is one positive from last night's game, and that's Casey Wallace is just freaking awesome. So like, what it? The, I, I'm, you know, we're not we're not throwing away the the bath uh, the baby with the bathwater, but like him becoming Kentucky's best player is potentially like that. That that, that could be the best path forward for the Cats. He did, he also had some early kind of jitters that, but he he shook him off quickly. Um, I just I love the way he plays defense. I love how aggressive he was, and he did that at a time when things were looking pretty dire. He was just like, "All right, I'm this. Come on, just give me the ball. I got this, y'all." So like I I really appreciated that he the moment did not look too big for him when they were getting their teeth kicked in and needed somebody, anybody to give them a spark. So that, that gives me some confidence moving forward. But outside of that, it's to your point, TJ, like they, they got to win some of these games just because, I mean, if you are what your record says you are <laughs> right now. Kentucky's like a three and two team that hasn't beaten up anybody. Good. It, it kind of ticks me off. Just thinking back to last Tuesday, like, I thought they were going to lose to Gonzaga when that game was announced. Uh, just that's tough traveling across the country, playing a good team and a game that was going to mean so much to them. I know uh, one of you all, maybe both of you all brought up losing to Texas and getting kind of blown out by Texas. And that was going to make even Gonzaga hungrier and meaner and angrier. Like I was all right taking a loss at Gonzaga because I had anticipated it. I think a lot of really, really good teams would find themselves losing in that situation. But it makes that it makes that Tuesday game even more frustrating. It's a game that you had won. You had Michigan State beat a few different times. And then if you end up going one and one on the week, really it'd be two and one because you had the uh, the other matchup on Thursday. But if you end up having a two and one week, a ho hum. You know, you maybe drop like one spot in the rankings, maybe two spots in the rankings, nothing too severe. You're not going to get punished too much for losing to Gonzaga. But no, you blew the game against Michigan State, and that's one you're not getting back. And then you go and you get your teeth kicked in in Gonzaga, and the the whole the whole mood has changed, Roush. If you just find a way to beat Michigan State, I think the the atmosphere's a lot better. I don't think anybody would really take kindly to a 16-point beatdown. But I think the atmosphere would be a lot better around the UK basketball program. But where it stands right now is people are just sick of losing. They're just sick of yeah. losing in games that they're invested in. And uh, the same, honestly, can be said for football to some degree. But the expectations for basketball were much different. It's only been five games, and everybody's a little bummed out. Again, long season, long way to go. I think this group will be fine in time. But I never, I never would have thought it looked so bad at this juncture. It doesn't really make sense to me, Roush. Nice seeing uh, Poppin hit those elbow jumpers. That was pure. I mean, that was a that was another positive. If we're looking for positive, yeah, yeah. And but man, it just it was such a the start of that game. You even d despite the circumstances, TJ. 
the the road atmosphere of it. You're playing Gonzaga there. The part that was so frustrating is you thought that, like, okay, if they're going to lose, it's not because they're just so far behind. That's very frustrating. I keep bringing up the same terminology. But, like, they should be executing the way Gonzaga executes. Not in the same exact manner, of course. But, like, they just should be able to execute and play good college basketball. I know it's early. I know we're used to seeing this from John Calipari teams, but we're usually used to seeing this with a bunch of freshmen. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not the freshmen that were the problem. Maybe it was John Calipari getting his teams ready early in the season. No, I mean that that's that's a fair that's a fair question, or at least just getting different people that haven't had a history playing together and, and meshing it together. Uh, yeah, that's 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 always been the angle. Is that like ah, he always does figure it out when it's most important. And at the end of the day. Big picture, that is what's most important. But maybe you know, maybe the narrative is actually like, yeah, he does figure it out. But in reality, it really shouldn't take him as long as it does for him to figure it out. I guess that could be the other the other side of the coin to that. Uh, I'm just you know, it's surprising that it, mm-hmm. it looked like this. Uh, I actually thought the offense looked better against yeah. Gonzaga than it did against Michigan yeah, State. I did as well. I thought it was just more of like, you just got, I mean, CJ, you just got to make those shots. Antonio Reeves, you've got to make those shots. Uh, even, you know, Kaysen missed a layup, which was kind of uncharacteristic of him. Uh, it, I thought it was more shot missing than just stagnant, like confused looks. Yeah. But don't get me wrong. There was, there, some was, of, there was some of that. There was yeah, some of just the, like. The first five possessions, it felt all of it felt like forced, nervous. Like I'm just going to try to shoot over my. Guy. Felt like the third overtime of Michigan State. It's the yeah, exact it was, same thing I said at home watching it. But they did settle in eventually. Yeah, once the yeah. game got, but unfortunately, when they settled in, you know, they were down 12. It was like, you know, once they got comfortable, the game wasn't well, out of reach. But it was like, you all better get it together if you want to make it interesting. But it kind of was. Like they, 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 they played nice. Gonzaga even in the second half. Yeah, right? and that I run mean, was nice. It's just like. Even but even in that run, once they got it to four, it's almost like Roush they puckered up again. Like they went right back to like, wait, you all were just doing a ton of things that worked, and now you're not doing them anymore. Um, so maybe maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's just this team doesn't really know how to play close. It doesn't. It it's they're not really punching teams in the mouth. They're instead getting punched in the mouth and. Uh, once games at Michigan State, when that game was just kind of free-flowing, that's when Kentucky would move ahead, and that's when you'd have Dick Vitale say, I think the Spartans need a bucket, baby. It's getting out of control. And then Michigan State would come down and hit a three, and then Kentucky would kind of play them ugly, and it would look ugly, and eventually lose in that game. And same thing against Gonzaga. So maybe it's a pressure thing. That that could certainly play a role in it as well. Yep, it, it, it certainly certainly could, but... Just, uh, what I, I wanted at least one win. This was it. Yeah, it was probably too much to ask, but it's just the Michigan State game should have never been a loss. Again, sixteen points at Gonzaga. It should have been closer. UK's expectations should be that game's closer. But like losing that one, that wasn't gonna. It was a free game. I mean, it was. You're playing with house money in that one. Um, but uh, the sixteen did, points coming on top of the Michigan State game. It's you know people are down and understandably so. Do people come after you for your Nolan Hickman takes? Well, we're, what's wrong with my Nolan Hickman takes? You're just you're Nolan Hickman's number one fan. I thought people like. Did you wear a Nolan Hickman jersey uh, over your UK T-shirt? Like, how did that go? I did not. I'm not a. I'm not a Nolan Hickman. Can I, he? I don't. I'm not 
following uh, his career anymore. Oh, so it's just the one. I like him as a basketball right player. I like him as a basketball player, but uh, wish wish him the best. I, I wanted to put something out there like, oh, man, Nolan Hickman's number one fan. It's got to really cut him deep when Casey Wallace like, ripped the ball from him. But I, I don't know how many people would have gotten the joke. So yeah, 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 yeah probably best. Uh, well, we're gonna get to some more uplifting news. UK football back to back losses. <laughs> oh, and Mark Sloop's got a contract extension. Oh, so that I they mean, just didn't announce because Kentucky lost to Vanderbilt. Like I just when that news came out, Roush, I was like, radio hosts across the state are going bonkers because that's just it, like it's, oh, it's, it's it's take gold. Oh yeah. <laughs> we really found is. the fountain of takes. Uh, that's that's what we've stumbled upon with it's this November. talk. So yeah, we'll we'll get to that. We'll talk the. Fl- I mean, I, you know, let's laugh through it together, everybody. United States plays today. We can't have a pity party all day. We gotta we gotta we gotta toughen up for the Yanks. But we gotta talk about the Caps football. It's also not pretty. Don't go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Big X. I hope we have a USA. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. He hates these cans! Stay away from the cans! Yo, microphone check, one, two, what is this? The five foot assassin with the roughneck business. I float like gravity, never had a cavity. Got more rhymes than the one that's got family. No need to sweat our silly yo to gain some type of fame. No shame in my game. Welcome back to Becky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. It's Monday. Yeah, your UK athletics sports programs are letting you down. Unless you're a fan of the soccer team who is in the Sweet 16, got a big win over South Florida in the in its opening round of the NCAA tournament. It was technically the second round as they were able to get a bye for being a national seed. Uh, one of the, I guess, top eight national seeds, but they were the number one overall. So they got a bye and they started their action yesterday. Easy win, and now they will take on Pittsburgh in the Sweet 16. So, uh, if your other UK, they, they are they're the they're the exception. Although the rifle team got a big win at Ole Miss, number one Ole Miss, no big deal. Hey, you want some uh, more yeah. good news? This is the number one rifle show on the on the on the airwaves. Yeah, what's up? So we hosted Kentucky hockey at the hotel this weekend. They were in town to play a three game series. One of their games was against Louisville. Kicked their ass six to one cats hockey wow. wins man you know the funny thing about that though is if it had been the other way around like all the uval media members probably would have had stories on it or <laughs> talked about it you'd be like well hockey what uk uk club hockey used to be really good and then supposedly fell on some tough times but from what i've heard is they are back back They're, in a big way they are big i can tell you that like like large and they size. are they are large humans yeah you think so? They stayed at the hotel all weekend. All weekend. Yep. Was there some partying and celebrating? Uh, that I don't know because my only day I worked this weekend was Sunday. So I was there for them to smash breakfast, and then they left. I know a place you can get a really, really good breakfast. Oh yeah, Thornton's for free. For free. Free fifty. Tell me more. Damn, all that Thornton's. refreshing rewards app. If you're a new 
Refresh and Rewards member, Thornton says breakfast on us. Y'all come into our place, and we're cooking. Y'all are eating, and go on and grab yourself a drink as well. Uh, free breakfast sandwich and any drink. Well, I think it's like their pops and their teas. I don't think you can go like pull out a big tall four loco or something like that. Uh, but Thornton's is pretty laid back, and maybe worth just bringing it up. But I'm pretty sure it's just your run of the mill drinks, soft drinks, fr- frizz freezes teas, coffees, all that good stuff, and a breakfast sandwich. When you become a Refresh and Rewards member today, download the app and breakfast on Thornton's and text on into the Thornton's text line, which, of course, I've got no idea how we're going to attack this. It'd be by Friday by the time we'd finish all this. So I don't know what we'll do there. Um, An interesting update in the Picks of the Week segment. Roush, I'm coming for your butt, buddy. Uh, I think I got my lock, though. You did not get your lock. You got Army. Oh, you yeah, UCLA felt that. Yeah. I got you my lock. Interception. Scooch, you had a terrible week. But I got uh, my lock. Yeah, you got your lock, but you went one too. <laughs> um, also, fading Indiana is just hilarious. Um, <laughs> they were so lucky to be even in that game. They were down 17 points, and for them to come back and win, what a joke. But Michigan State stinks. <laughs> like They're overrated. For sure. So I'll agree with course. that. Roush, we're both 19, 16, and 1. You wow. do have a three-point lead on me, though, so you've been doing better on the locks this year. But uh, we got two Ooh. weeks to go. I'm coming for you, buddy. Man, it's, uh, it's all going down to the wire. Um, I, did, uh, I, I did not make any personal wagers at all on Saturday. I just took the week off. Like it just, I, I'm just not in a great place. So I was like, you know what? This is this be a good reset before rivalry week. Um, so the most enjoyment I got from college football on Saturday was listening to the Tennessee Vols radio network on my way home from Lexington. And man, it was just, ah, just beautiful to hear them just basically narrate a funeral. It was, it was beautiful. It was wonderful. Especially like the part where, uh, the guy got mad that South Carolina scored to make it 60 in the fourth quarter. It's like, oh, you're mad that another team is running up the score? Huh. Never seen that before, have you, buddy? Watching Josh Heupel coach a football game. That's pretty rich. Yeah. That, that's rich. Come on. Uh, I, I'm surprised. I, I, I legitimately thought Tennessee was one of the best teams in the country. I thought that they had uh, they would never have an easier path to the college football playoffs. Just beat South Carolina, beat Bandy. I, I think almost certainly that they would have found themselves as one of the four teams in but they blew it and i couldn't honestly be happier suck at tennessee that was great i that's them going to the playoffs wouldn't have been good news for kentucky you know it's a it's a program you're competing against so the more bad things to happen to them the better yeah it gives south carolina a shot in the arm but they've had a shot in the arm you know some of these programs in the east are really up in their their level and that's and kentucky's got to be ready to to fight back yeah, and it, it's going to mess with the bowl picture, um, but I think kind of everything is after that Florida loss as well. Yeah, I mean, who cares, who cares about the bowl game? I, like, if they I'm, could get Outback Bowl, it would have been something, but even that wouldn't have been, like, the end-all, be-all. Just beat Louisville is where I'm at in the football side of things. Beat Louisville, and I don't, I don't care about the bowl game. I, I just I, – I love so much that, you know, I, I hated seeing Hendon Hooker go down and get hurt, but they, they were losing that game regardless. It just – the game was the Houston Lamar Jackson game, right? 
where they're talking all sorts of smack. They're getting mad at the committee and blah, blah, blah. And then they just get their asses kicked where it's like without a doubt, like, no, you've been playing with fool's gold. You you, you had some things go your way this season. Uh, stop. Stop it. Love the reality check that some of these had to face. It was just spectacular. Just spectacular. And I'm so happy. So happy to, to see those losers lose. I mean, it just get them out of that stinking playoff. And, and oh, man, it would be a real shame if, if Vandy took them to task this Saturday, too. It would be a Don't real let the Commodores get hot. It is sad that, like, their win over Florida in the smallest, slightest way possible did make me feel, like, a little better. Because at least we're not the only goobers that are going to be losing to those losers in Nashville, you know? Yeah. At least, yeah. At least we're not sitting at the table alone. Um, but, no, they're playing well. And it, it, it does. It's just another reminder that football is a marathon. And, like, if programs can kind of surge throughout seasons, they can have their highs and they can have their lows. And Vandy. They're, ha- they're, they're, they're loving it. Like they're, you know, they're having so much fun. They're winning and now they're going to get to play for a bowl game against Tennessee, which hookers towards ACL, which is just horrible. So, um, yeah. you know, so he obviously won't be playing for, for Tennessee this season again. I don't think Vandy's going to beat Tennessee, but wouldn't that be something if they did that that's, a game that I don't think anybody really even thought twice about, but now they may, uh, you know, I'll check it out on Saturday, no doubt about it. Uh, but Kentucky season comes down to to the Louisville game. We've got all week to talk about it. Roush, the Cats did some good things against Georgia. They, there's, you know, when I said one of the Tennessee and, and Georgia games needs to be competitive, or maybe, you know, I thought actually probably both of them should have been competitive. Well, the Georgia game was. That one was competitive. That was a competitive football game that UK actually had a chance to win. And wouldn't you know it, Roush, the same old stupid bleep is what cost the Cavs. I just I just hate that this Kentucky team is the same no matter who they play. And it's good at moving the ball, struggle to score in the red zone, special teams errors. It's the same. It's rinse, repeat. And the special teams errors – Amplify everything because you can't score touchdowns in the red zone. If you kick field goals, you stay in that game, right? Um, but I mean, they had of their first three possessions in that first half, you had uh, you had the interception in the end zone where Will got aggressive on third and eleven. That could be a six-three game or a nine-three game at half at, at worst. Um, and then well, the first possession that was what a turnover. You move the ball well. It's second and one, and you get stuffed three times. Like, you just can't move the ball after that. And the part that's – if you haven't watched Ritz Gangarello's post-game comments, like, it's it's very bizarre because they only scored six points, and he's, like, kind of feeling himself. Yeah, that was a great drive and all, but, you know, two-point play didn't work. And I was sitting there. I just had this realization. I was, I was sitting at a bar yesterday watching games, and I was looking around. It's like, you know, no wonder Rich thinks this can work because it works. At the NFL level, there all the games that were on TV, it was well into the third quarter, seven games in the opening slate, and of those 14 teams playing, only three were in the 20s after three quarters. You can win these small possession, low-scoring affairs at the professional level. College, they just ask for more points. Like you just, It's just a higher-scoring game. You just have to be able to score when you're in the red zone. They did not score when they were in the red zone. 
They missed some opportunities. Thankfully, the defense, I mean, I, I thought the dam was going to break, uh, but it never really did, TJ. That, they, they gave up that one scoring drive where Georgia really ran it down their throat. But aside from that, I mean, they were they were great. That goal line stand injected some life in the stadium. You get a 99-yard touchdown. So you at least left knowing that the Cats didn't just roll over and die. So you, you know that they're not going to against Louisville. But you still worry about the same old problems coming up. Execution in the red zone and special teams mistakes. Obviously would ask for consent first, but just want to go kiss all the defensive players on the head. Uh, like, awesome performance from them. Yeah, um, they, they're so good. Like, a, re- a real bend don't break. And they, they frustrated Georgia a lot. They baited Georgia into some bad decisions, uh, coaching and player. Like, you know, uh, I, I think some of Georgia's decision-making was frustration of just not seeing things work the way that they were expecting them to work, which led to more success for UK's defense. Uh, gosh, it just, whenever the Stoops era ends, I, you know, I don't know if anybody will go back and do this or not, but there were just so, there have been so many great defensive performances with mm-hmm. that dude as UK's head coach. And unfortunately, it seems like there's been so many great defensive performances that just go wasted. And unfortunately, Saturday was another one. Uh, that yeah. was, if you would have told me Kentucky held Georgia to 16 points, sadly, I still would have thought they would have lost, but I would have maybe irrationally been like, you know what, 16, you know what, I think Kentucky's offense actually gets it going today. I think today's the day they do it. Defense wasn't perfect, but that against the number one team in the country, they did everything and more that you could have asked from them. And, you know, they after getting kind of torched by Vandy, not torch isn't the right word, but when they needed stops, unfortunately, they just weren't able to get them. Um, they came back in a big way. Well, and if you're a momentum kind of guy or gal, then they should be riding really high going into that Louisville game with the cards potentially having a backup quarterback. If they don't, it's Malik Cunningham, a guy that you're overly familiar with and have had a lot of success against. They should be riding high after that performance. I hope the loss doesn't knock them down a peg or two, Roush, because that was that was really good. The uh... – I mean, they didn't have their their top linebacker like Jacquez Jones and DeAndre Square were out too, and they still came through in the clutch. I also love um, the irony in that Kentucky's best offensive line performance of the season was against Georgia. Yeah, that, <laughs> and it was I, after I a that, dude got hurt twenty minutes before kickoff. Like, I what? Had, I had that written down to be like, you know, the <laughs> offense it was still kind of frustrating. You know, when I get into my offensive rants, but yeah, shout out to the trenches both ways. Uh, You know, the defense I thought was good at every level. I don't think they got a push on Georgia, but nobody would have really expected that. But they also did not get pushed around. They, Mm -hmm. you know, they played them pretty steady. There was a few scheme run plays, obviously, where Georgia they they had a you know they're going to do some things that work, obviously. Uh, But for the most part, they they played them steady. And then on the other side, it, it really was that was the offensive line's best performance. If you have more of that. This you know this season's probably different. Will Levis's health is a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, so so shout out to the offensive line that was much better. And you do that against Louisville, and you're probably coming away with the win. Roush, you can take this wherever you want to go, but I've got to ask you, what was with the Will Levis run plays? Uh, I'm just not happy right now because I... and. The the whole narrative that like Will Levis's injuries have stopped Kentucky from running the football is just a bunch of bullcrap. 
It just is. And it just makes me sick that they're just blaming. It's it's a convenient excuse. When Rick Scangarello said on September 7th, right after that first the season opening game, we I was standing right next to him. We were asking, well, you know, you don't have Ramon Jefferson anymore. You think you do some more quarterback run? They made a concerted effort to make him a pocket passer. And now when everything's on the job's on the line, he's got to run him. Okay, that, that that that's what happened, and it's just so frustrating because it yes, Will is healthier than he was uh, a month ago, but they weren't going to let him run the ball before he got banged up. Like they were just, Rich was not going to do that, and now that they realize, okay, we kind of have to. Look, look at all the good it did to keep drives alive. It so you're did saying so you're, much good. You're saying the injury was a convenient excuse for it just not being part of the scheme, correct? Yes, yes. I'm not saying that Will wasn't hurt or anything like that, but it was a it was a nice scapegoat when he never wanted to run Will ever, and that just, that just I don't, I don't understand that. Like again, and you even saw it on Saturday where it's like you you see some things, and how much of it is just take your freaking deep shots, but you some you see some things in that offense where it's like this looks good, like this works, like you're moving the ball. Uh, it does put a premium on possession, so where you'll have a long drive, and if you can't capitalize, it's just you know it sucks. Like it, it's it it hurts you, and it's part of the low scoring thing that you alluded to a little bit earlier on. But like, why would you not want to have a potentially like a dual threat quarterback? And I know by definition, Will Levis wouldn't be categorized as dual threat quarterback, but somebody that can tuck it and run, you want fewer options? Like it makes no sense. And maybe, you know, if they were being totally candid with us, Roush, they'd say, listen, it just he, he is a little banged up. It's also not part of the scheme a lot. But really, it just comes down to the fact that if he gets hurt, this team in the season has no chance. So we just have to limit. It's not so much that he can't do it because of injury. It's just we can't suffer more injuries to this guy. If he's out on the field, we've got no chance of beating anybody. If they came out and said that, you know, that that make a little bit more sense. But you got to win football games. You can't just have this shiny toy off to the side and not use it for all of its luxuries. And you, you wouldn't get an iPhone just to make phone calls. Um, you have Will Levis that can do a ton of different things. Do them. And running was such a big part of it. I mean, he was just jumping over dudes left and right against L last season. And you never really saw that comfortable in space, out, you have an option maybe to run or throw. You haven't really gotten that from Will Levis at all this season. You sm- you saw some glimpses of it against Georgia, and he took some hits, and he looked like he was banged up. I don't know if they said anything after the game. If he's A-OK, he's good Levis, to go. He said yeah. it's the healthiest he's felt after a game all year. Because, you know, he was limping a bit. There there was that – he came out for that one play, and I know that that was kind of a weird thing. But, like, so good. Good. So good. Even more reason to run him. But – uh, you saw a glimpse of it. It looked good, and it's made people like Roush, myself, and I'm sure even Scoots wonder why the hell have we not seen that all season? Uh, a miss, a misstep by Scangarello in his scheme for sure. And it's and it goes back to the pro thing. Like it's all well, they don't. We can't do it in the pro, so we can't do it here. And Liam Cohen, I mean, he had a reluctance to use Will as a runner, and it took him five or six games before he was like, "All right, I've I just got to like I have to." Um, that's the scheme is giving me that. So we got to give what they're taking away. And I think Skangarello just was reluctant to do it. And, and the pro stuff is just, it. the, the more it gets mentioned, the more it just kind of annoys me. 
Because it's like, well, you can do some of that, but not all of it. Like this isn't this isn't a pro football game. You have a couple of pros on your roster, but it's it's different. It's different in college. Well, how are we feeling about the Governor's Cup, Scoots? How are you feeling about the Cats' chances? Uh, um, not great. Oh yeah, not great. No, I'm, I mean Louisville's just been playing so well the last four or five weeks, and it's the complete opposite for Kentucky. Roush, I, I feel better. I feel a lot better after this weekend, honestly. Like yeah, after mean, the after the Vandy game, I, I was like, well, if they can lose to Vandy, they can certainly lose to U of L, or they can lose to anybody, and they, mm-hmm. and they can. You know, I don't think it's going to be the forty point beatdowns that we've seen. But it, it's I, I like the matchup for Kentucky. I, I think that also just one last home game, one last run with this group. I think uh, I kind of like where the Cats are at going into it, to be honest with you, Roush. Yeah, the, the, the thing for me, I was talking to a, a UofL fan friend yesterday, and he's just like, the reason why Kentucky fans should have anxiety is because they blitz their brains out and they can put pressure on the quarterback, and that's where the Cats struggle, right? Um, but the other side of it is Louisville also is terrible, terrible run defense, and they will just get gashed right up the middle. And that's that, that, that's the best part of Kentucky's offensive line. That's probably the best part of their offense is just letting Chris Rodriguez run it right up the middle. So I, I, I do think that Kentucky will be able to score against this Louisville defense. And I, I that. I don't know who's going to be playing quarterback for them or not. I don't know who I want either. Like, I almost prefer Malik because he's just going to, like, get a boo-boo and, like, go to the sideline immediately. I, You know, I, it, that part on their side, I don't know what I which, which one I think is more easily beaten down. But I do think that Kentucky's defense is going to hold them to 17 or less. It's just Kentucky's offense don't – give Louisville a bunch of cheap turnovers they get this game because that's how Louisville beats you they, they just they create havoc on defense they've been keeping it close and then in the third fourth quarter they create a bunch of turnovers and sacks and then it just turns into easy offense and they run away with the game uh take care of that ball run it down their throat and get an early lead here um because you should be you should be able to just sit on them that they play in a Mickey Mouse conference. This come up to the big boy league and let's just smack you around some. Yeah, I think uh, physicality is going to be a big thing. It always is in this game. I just want to get your opinions on it. We got all week to talk about it. Let's end hour one, and then we'll do nothing but text to start hour number two. But the tech, I don't. I, we got to make some. We got to make some tough calls on the text line. We may just have to reset it today. And and start fresh tomorrow. I don't know. We'll figure it out. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Oh, Nick Rouse, Justin Caleb. We'll be right back. Over. You say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro.
Hello there, hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Monday World Cup morning. England and Iran have started. It is in the eighth minute, and there is no score. Scoots, I always am a little conflicted on what we want in a situation like this. England and and Iran are in the United States group, obviously, along with Wales. Very tough group. I think all teams in the top 20 nationally or worldwide, uh, top 25 at least. Uh, So it's a challenging group, no doubt about it. Obviously, England, the highest ranked team, your heavy favorite to advance through. Scoots, is it better? Do we just want England to take the three points and say, listen, Iran, don't go ahead. Don't go getting any funny ideas. Yes. We know England's going to get through. We so we want Wales and and Iran to get zero points. That's where I'm at. I Correct. Think. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to give them any hope that they can compete. Because then, if Iran plays England close or gets the win, then they come into that game with USA with some momentum. Maybe they play better. Yeah, I, I'm just give England all the points and USA all the second most points. Yeah, I think I that's I mean realistically I think that's what I default to. I think the worst thing that could happen would be an Iran win. Yeah. A tie, you know, you you could say, "All right, well if you tie, that gives us the green light to just go ahead and win the group." Yeah, you can you live can, with a tie. And then you could even play, you know, you could take on a more defensive game strategy against England where you could say, "Hey, a tie against England at this point now, that would make England just with two points through two games." So they would obviously the Americans would have no issue with that. Uh, so a tie wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But, yeah, I think realistically, England just going ahead, getting these three points, and then United States, let them let them get the second most, like Scoot said. So uh, the match has started. If there's any goals or something, I'm sure I'll be annoying and let everybody know. Mm, good, good. I am I'm cheering against all uh, Euros because I, I want this to be a, well – uh, only the teams who are good at, at at playing in the climate, all the countries in the climate that can handle it, are going to win. So, uh, Iran more prepared for the weather than England. Iranians, they got this. A lot, a lot of stuff going on in our, I, Iran. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on in Qatar too. Um, now we've got a wristband controversy. It's just a big, big stink. Yeah, uh, the world complicated. Yeah. The Thornton's text line, not so complicated. You text in 502-414-1450. We read it on air. There was a lot to get to from this weekend. It's it's kind of tough balancing these things out. But um, there's more to say about both games, obviously. Mm-hmm. There is stuff maybe that we'll say a few days down the road, still talking about these games. But uh, we're going to give the text line a go, I suppose. I don't know where we're at. I don't know. Um, Here we go. I doubt Twitter would just disappear, but considering it's a global company and needs attention 24 hours a day, I'm sure there will be major issues if all the main engineers are gone. Well, they're still thriving. Still Still. firing off tweets. A few Qatar items. It's it's not pronounced Qatar. Suck it, Nick. 
Uh, I was in Doha last month, a few observations. They were doing construction on every corner of every street while we were there. The construction workers were flown in from other countries and slept on cardboard on the work sites. They told us they were not going to be able to sell alcohol when we were there. One restaurant attached to the Doubletree had a beer that was $18 for a Bud Light. It was 106 degrees. The airport was absolutely a nightmare. They don't have enough room for people, so they have cruise ship parked in the bay, and they're doing free flights from Dubai to Doha for those who have match tickets three hours before the match, the match starts. The texter finishes by saying, a mess. Sounds I like can't it. imagine... I can't imagine trying to jump through the hoops to get there for this because it just does not seem worth it. It looks like a fire festival. Like the, you see pictures of the food and it just all, yeah, it looks horrible. Well, I, can't think also, of, I almost it, can't think of a worse spot that they could have had this world cup. Yeah. It's, it's the worst. It's the worst. I love to that one stadium. They're like, we're going to be sustainable. And when the world cups over, we're packing it up in shipping containers and then it's going to go to a place in Africa. So we're being sustainable. It's like, it, well, it just kind of looks like you you built a stadium out of shipping containers. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A mess. Another texture says on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. I know I texted in a bunch, but I'm ready to see Stoops fire Rich and let Grant call the offense with Destin Wade and the Lynn Bowden offense. Side note, is Tavion Robinson even draftable? Bush Light is the supreme light beer. A lot of stuff there from Brad from Bellbrook. I had a Bush Light yesterday uh, on draft. So Bush Light, draftable. Tavion Robinson, I don't know. Um, They said he was banged up. But yet he played some, so I don't really know. But Barry on Brown, it was it was the Barry on Brown show Saturday night. That was it was a lot of fun watching him get loose. A lot of those explosive passes that they had kind of dialed up earlier in the year, they they were connecting. Uh, he ended up catching ten passes for 145 yards, and the one touchdown of the day for the Wildcats. So um, another reason to be excited about the future, though, is Barry on Brown still very good, very very good. Uh, source tells me that you got big-timed at the sales yesterday, Roush. I got big-timed? Yeah, I heard you got big-timed. Mm, I don't think I got big-timed. I heard somebody there big-timed you, and they want me to let you know that they apologize. They were too busy with more important things. <laughs> uh, he was going through uh, his his usual spiel, so I just kind of said, hey. And he was like, <laughs> oh, he's going to keep talking. I'll let him do his job. Wow, that's yeah. probably the first time Roush has ever been big timed at the sales. <laughs> it is. Uh, they, they had their open house yesterday, so I, you know, normally go up there for a little while, do my board of director handshaking, all that sort of stuff. It is kind of cool though. They changed up the way that they um, like show all of uh, the award winners, and it's just cool. Like it's just like, oh, now I don't know. It used to be on some like dusty plaque that you could hardly read, and now it's on this new fancy thing. It's like, oh, there's my name. So that's kind of neat. Well, congrats. That is kind of neat. Uh, Scoots, I couldn't help but notice Roush was bragging about how many beers he had yet. Was this before or after the open house? Or oh no, o- open house was how I started <laughs> the day. Then went down the street, watched some uh, some NFL with some pals and then uh kept the party going elsewhere so it was a good good night so not wow. hammered at open house no i was not pounding beers at the sales open house sounds like it was at the open house based on <laughs> what i've heard from roush just now good for the sales hey was that saint rayfield kid there he was not he was not there good get him away from there mm-hmm. let him go poplar level way 
Um, uh, they they do start playing basketball next week, and and DeSales has the it's male Trinity Ballard, and I want to say Huntington Prep are their first four games in the first week of the season. So not ducking any competition over on Kenwood Drive. It's nice too that you all just get to skirt all the good seventh region competition and just call yourself sixth region. I mean, it's always we've always been sixth region. I know, but it's it's convenient. It's convenient, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's where you're from. It's where the it's the location. Yeah, I mean, male seventh region, the sales sixth region. I, you know, I'm I'm no map maker, but um, no, it's well, not. You you are, you don't think Churchill Downs is in the South End, so obviously you shouldn't be a tar- cartographer. You're, you're a cartographer. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Brad White is a. Yeah, I'm just going to move away from that one. Uh, I think it was complimentary about Brad White, and then it later goes on. I, you know, we'll just move past it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we unlock Vandy's true potential, LOL? <laughs> Don't let the Commodores get hot. Where has this offense been? Of what material or goalposts made? Lightweight aluminum, PVC, or? Uh, I think it would be a lightweight aluminum uh, because they float. They're hollow. Um, when they dumped them in the river, they just kept they just floated right back up. So, yeah, um, it, I, I think it's like a lightweight aluminum. It seems like just a better quality PVC, which would also float. But yeah, maybe it's lightweight aluminum. At least it, it has enough to like, because when I think of PVC, that plastic, I don't think it, you need that dong kind of sound. That's so, a great point. Yeah. 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 Good call. Uh, a texter says, guys, you're not going to get any calls when the prestige of the SEC and national championship on the line. You're just not going to get any help in watching this for 60 years. thought the officials were fine. I don't know. Oh. I was, I was confused. I was wondering what game they were talking about. But I didn't – yeah, I, I, I didn't have any big complaints about officiating. Other than the one – and I haven't gone back to see it, but – when Kentucky threw it away and they were, they almost called intentional grounding, which that, that would have been a miscarriage of justice if they called intentional grounding because Brown was on the ground. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I thought he slipped or like got tripped up, but apparently he just kind of got rocked and um, like it should have been something. So yeah, uh, that, that was like, that was going to be double bad. You were going to call a penalty against Kentucky for when you just blatantly missed a pass interference call against Georgia, but they at least didn't do the intentional grounding. Yeah, yeah. And, yes, it would have been better to keep the drive alive. And, and But, like, come on, Absolutely. can we not Can we not snap? Can we not hold? Can we not kick? Holy no. smokes, Roush. My like, God. It, it's at the point where I just have had to have fun with it at this point. And the fact that UK, on the opening kickoff, one down the ball at the four-yard line, two wasted a timeout, three wasted a challenge – was like the special teams, the epitome of the special teams this season. <laughs> so like bad. you couldn't even go ten seconds without having a special teams goof. It's pathetic. It is truly and totally pathetic how bad UK special teams is. And if I was a coach involved in any capacity at UK, there would be a part of me that'd be ashamed. Like I, there'd be a part of me that would be like, "Hey, I'd go up to Stoops and I'd be like, I know it's not my area. I, let me fix specialty. It, it's it's absolutely unbelievable. I was talking to former UK long snapper Justin Thomas uh, over the weekend, ran into mm-hmm. him. And he like he was he he's flabbergasted by it. 
he, yeah. he mentions he only had one snap mistake in his career. It was that 40 nothing bandy loss. Um, said he, he snapped it at Ryan Tozakta's feet, and um, it was the only one he ever made in his career. But he, he, he can't understand it either. Like, um, he's, he, he suggests it seems like it's all men, like it's got to be a men, it's mental stuff. And yeah. he didn't even blame the kicker, really, because he was like, kickers have such routines that he probably never thinks that his routine's ever going to be able to be normal because the snap will be bad, the hold will be bad. So he actually defended Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, you know, I, here's the deal. Georgia's first field goal, bad snap. The holder was able to fix it and the kicker was able to make it. That's the number one team in the country. They can overcome one bad area of special teams and cover it. Kentucky one turns into two and then two turns into three. Uh, it's just a disaster. I would be ashamed if I were a coach at UK for not having this at least somewhat figured out. It's every area of special teams, every mm-hmm. area. The 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 Brown mistake, like he was trying to like see the ball when the sun was in his eyes, and the ref thought it was a fair catch. It was very stupid of Mark Stoops to waste a timeout and challenge that when like they're never going to overturn that judgment call. They're just not. So that that was silly. But I, I just I, I do feel for Ruffalo to a degree, but there's also like guys, can we not? Is there not anybody else that can snap like I I don't know, but it's definitely a mental thing where everything gets snowballed out of control. Ruffalo went from missing six kicks in his entire career to missing eight this season. Like, it's just – Jeez. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely it, it, insane. It also just cha- – you know, it's such a game changer when you don't feel confident in being able to just go simply go get three points. And it, it costs – I mean, there were so many what-ifs on Saturday. Like, if Kentucky gets the two-point conversion, I think they're the only team in college football that doesn't have a two-point conversion on the season, which is totally and completely pathetic. That's coaching. You have three yards to get. Have a play that you just know is going to – that is, like, dummy-proof. That, like, even if things go wrong, it's still going to work because you practice it so freaking much, it's just three yards. Yeah. But if you get that two-point conversion, boom, yeah. one-possession game. If you so make you that field goal, one-possession one game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> All the play calls. You had so many chances, and that's where, you know, special teams, you just you, you make it incredibly tougher on yourself when you just have goof after goof after goof in every area. Uh, shout out to that punt, though. That was a great punt. Yeah, that was a great punt. Yeah. Yarder. Mm-hmm. yeah, so at least you had that going for you. Uh, Texter says, hot take, but I don't think we fire Scangarella. I firmly believe in giving any coach at least three years. I still remember when he was red, stoops, fired after two seasons. When we was ready, I think, ready to fire Soups after two seasons. I understand the disappointment in the season, but Scangarello was an OC for a top NFL team for a reason. Well, there's no nuance to that. You're just never giving somebody three years if it sucks. Assistant coaches don't even get three-year contracts. They get two-year contracts. So It would be difficult to get a one seed if we lose tonight. Could probably only afford three losses max the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, no. It's still incredibly obtainable to get a one seed for Kentucky. The the issue is more. Do you just believe that they can do it? Do you believe right. that they, they can get hot? Out yeah. with the way they're playing right now. They, they need they need Camp Cal or whatever this stupid little thing is when they just actually start playing better basketball. Whatever that is, do that and do it now, please. please. Oscar becoming Dakari Johnson. If he gets it, it's going up no matter what. Yeah, and that's he 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 can he's got they got to change that. 
Like I'm fine with it going up 80% of the time, but he gets too much attention not to not to kick it back out. And that's going to get the rest of the defense on tilt. He kicks it back out, then they're scrambling, and then you make one pass and boom, somebody should be absolutely wide open. So he it, again, 80% of the time, Oscar, he's a much better offensive player than I ever thought he'd be in the interior. But yeah, you gotta you gotta kick it out. I agree with the texture here. Yeah, and some of those. You know, I, I I get sometimes you need to force the like if he's dominating, well then just all right, you gotta kinda force the issue. But it should be a natural part of the offense. Um and right now it's it's not. Nothing nothing's coming natural, nothing's coming easily. And uh, I think one texture's gonna get to that point a little bit later, right here on the Thornton's text on five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. At what point are we over Cal? I'm getting to the point where I truly think he's just not a great coach. Well, a lot of people are over Cal, Texter. So if you get to that point, you won't be alone in that thinking. He, he's not having his best coaching effort right now. Uh, I don't think there's – like because the only thing you can judge it by is the competition or Kentucky's peers that they've played against this year, Michigan State and Gonzaga, just look better coached. So it simply comes down to that. Cal Perry should have enough pride for that not to be the case. You know, I don't know if he's lost a step or he's not as motivated or anything, or it's just, you know, it hasn't really come together yet, but he needs to fix it. You just, you need to fix it. He, he should be more than anybody else sick of these losses. And I don't, not to say that he's not, I'm sure he's not happy with this, but it, then change it. You're the only person that can control this stuff. So change it. Uh, Cause we're all ready for it. Time zones are pretty tricky. I think the cats forgot what times time the game was. And we, I, that's very relatable. We struggle with time zones all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, makes sense makes sense the the part that didn't make sense is it's like how are you not ready for this game why do you look so yeah that was i didn't like that at all you should have came out like on fire i mean that that arena was crazy it looked like a hell of a college basketball atmosphere and it just yeah, all those media members should apologize for how dumb their neutral site not playing <laughs> at the kennel takes it looks awesome i, I mean, mean that, that was probably the best thing for Gonzaga. If I'm Gonzaga, I'm seriously having discussions that like, hey, do we want to start like splitting up? Because it's just look at what Gonzaga basketball's turned into. And, yeah. and that was like a celebration of the program last night for them. Uh, mm-hmm. All those media members are just total frauds. I mean, they are. Anytime, any chance they get to complain about this, that, or the other, they will. Uh, if you want to complain about UK's style of play and what's going on on the floor, totally validated. Uh, UK traveling to Spokane to play a game. And then somehow them trying to spin it as like, well, they're scared. Losers. Uh, the fourth and or Illinois just got cheated on that catch standing. Game ball goes to the stripes on that one. I missed that one, but I did watch the end of that game. A lot of a lot of teams, uh a lot, a lot of teams really eked one out there late. Uh, it was a weird, it was a little weird Saturday. Yeah. Fourth and one, let's run it out of the shotgun. Skang needs to just get the hell out of here. Yeah, I mean, that was horrible. And that was when I tweeted. I was like, if, if Levis even isn't going to entertain that run, it's the dumbest play you can do there. And then, sure enough, they ended up running him a couple times. And sure enough, Roush, as you mentioned, it worked. Yep, yep. And it's like, what? Go. Yeah. Oh, for uh, let these two-point conversion calls the last two weeks have been dog poop. Hopefully that drive didn't just save Skang's job. It was a nice drive. <laughs> And and that that that's one thing too that like if you were going to fire Rich Kangarello, like I'm, I'm talking to you, if you were mad enough to fire Rich Kangarello, one drive against Georgia should not change that. Agreed. 
Like that, that's just, that, that's just silly. Um, if anything, it should, you know, it, you should ask more questions why you hadn't seen more of that against Vanderbilt and other teams throughout the season. What a first down throws. Really, I think you could almost just look at that Tennessee game and be like, why is every other team putting up points on these guys except for you all? You, I mean, 63 yeah. points from South Carolina. Is South Carolina's offense that much better than Kentucky's? From a talent standpoint, I don't even think it's close. Kentucky's so much better than South Carolina. I um, I do. I mean, Spencer Rattler looks like a damn Heisman out there. Made, oh, yeah, made some nice, really nice hey, plays. But, hey, they're probably not firing Marcus Satterfield now. Like, you can <laughs> – they really wanted their offensive coordinator fired as well. But, like, 63 points against the number five team in the country, that 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 can do it for you. Not one 99-yard touchdown drive against Georgia. Yeah. How many balls is Levis going to throw high and behind his receivers today? Man, that one play to Dingle. Oh, my God. Oh. I, I, I think you know which one I'm talking about, where they, like, faked the screen or whatever, and it was just Dingle and one other guy, and he just overthrew it. I mean, that could have been the most perfect play. Oh, so close. How was that not pass interference, laces or not? That kick never had a chance. Uh, I love that we're just like mixing basketball and football. Toppin has to out-athlete Timmy. Can't settle for jump shots. Uh, the call Timmy gets is absolutely disgusting. Oh, yeah. No, no it's not why UK lost or anything like that. So everybody just chill out. But it's it it's disgraceful. I mean, it's just not good for basketball. When a dude can just like spin and then he'll just like flail or his hair will move and then boom, whistle. It's pathetic. <laughs> You can't, so you can't touch that dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then meanwhile, he's so slow defensively. And I like Timmy. He's a good, you know, he's good for college basketball. He's fun to watch. I like the guy. But, like, he's so slow defensively, he can't defend without having his hands on somebody. And he never gets called for anything. Nope. But if you defend him the way he defends you, instant whistle. Like, that. you can't breathe on that dude. I There was – Toppin didn't even make this shot. I think he made his second attempt on it. But, like – he just backed a dude down and got an easy, like, six-foot shot. Like, that's a... Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, why do more of that? Why? why? Yes, please. Like, like you, I know you, you like your mid-range down, shot, but yeah. this shot is objectively easier to make than an 18-footer. And also, he's really smooth at the turnaround jumper. So, mm -hmm. like, back a dude down and then do your turnaround, but, but do it from, from... six feet. Six, yeah, like, <laughs> it's a cake at that point. You know, again, we always bring him up, but like Darius Miller was great at getting a smaller defender and just I'm I'm gonna body you. Uh and that's what Jacob can do. Like he he is uniquely qualified. That's what sets him apart is his big, long, lanky, and he's athletic. Like he he can do things that people at that position can't. So like that here's how you take advantage of that. Yeah. Ooh, almost a goal. Well, that was about as disappointing of a first half as possible. I never understand passing an open three to take a dribble into a contested jump shot. Is it worth staying up to be frustrated another hour after the game is over before getting calmed down enough to fall asleep? Uh, Ooh, here's the here's the trick, Texture. Uh, just more alcoholic beverages, and you, you won't have any trouble sleeping. Can we replace Cal's freshman T-shirt with Robert Morris, Duke by 30, Evansville, 9 and 16, St. Peter's? Texture, you're taking, I mean, games back from 10 seasons ago. Like, <laughs> you know, it's not good as of late, but he's been here a lot. There's going to be some bad moments. Uh, we were all hoping uh, this was just going to be a total domination from the start of the season, and it has not been that. So I'm disappointed like other folks are, but it'll be all right, everybody. I, pr I promise. 
I got so excited last night though during that run that I skinned the hell out of my shins. Like I like kind of jumped up onto a chair and it just it was yeah. Mm. So it was fun that for that moment when they started making threes, that was fun. But oh, it looks um, so pretty too when this team's like clicking. You know, it's gonna happen. It will happen. It's just I can't believe. I mean, I well, really can't believe it's already not happened. The 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 part that I think big picture why we're so befuddled. We just projected Antonio Reeves and C.J. Frederick to be better than Kellen Grady and Davion Mintz, and they have not. And that's very disappointing. because, Especially when we saw the way Reeves played in the Bahamas, and he even had that game, what did he make, seven threes against Howard? Like, mm-hmm. you know, that that that's really what – because those are the only two things that have changed. I mean, you have, your other three starters are back. And you know what Cal did last night, too, that we were just complaining and bitching and moaning him about? He took Wheeler out and let Wallace run the point with those two guys playing guard and they just were missing shots or not taking shot. Like they, they just, they played a, they've been playing so badly in big moments when they needed them. Random question. Any chance Gavin Wimsett transfers to Kentucky? No, don't, don't, don't want that to happen. <laughs> he's fine out of high school, but like if you, if you seen what he, like Rutgers is playing three quarterbacks. If he's not good enough to play at Rutgers, like I'm no, sorry. He also is like, unless Kentucky uh, goes a different direct, like that's not, he's a quarterback where you're going to be doing a lot of quarterback run-in, I would imagine. But I'm I'm still, yeah. Rotating in, every, you can't win the job at Rutgers. I'm, I'm not very optimistic about your prospects in the SEC. Well, we can just forget about the Louisville Regional now. That's not true. But, you know, every big game that you play that you don't win is a missed opportunity at that resume builder. But, you just got to think, like, think come Selection Sunday, could well, and, how, how many losses can Kentucky have to be a one seed? Well, I mean, realistically, the answer could be six. Yeah, and, and, and here's the, the thing, too. If you're a three-loss SEC champion, like, that's, 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 the SEC's going to be very good. Like, you're going to get benefit of the doubt that you didn't get in years past. Yeah. And SEC's again, pretty good. You, it, you probably got to have an undefeated December. Uh, I mean, realistically, because you're going to slip up on the road in SEC play a time or two. It'll happen. You can live with them. You'll be fine. But December, winnable games. I don't think any of them are on the road, true road games at least. Uh, neutral site ones where you probably should have a fan advantage, one may think, or at least neutral because it's a neutral game. So December becomes big. You whiffed in November. I didn't expect it. I mean, really, I didn't expect the Michigan State game. Just comes back to that one for me. And they had that one won. Um, but I get why people are frustrated. I'm not going to tell people to pump the brakes. Uh, we will pump the brakes on this radio show because we need to take our last break. We're going to come back and we'll get into the text line. We'll get into some Scoots has some really good USA soccer analysis that we're going to get. We're going to throw it over his way for in the final segment. So mm. don't go anywhere. You're not going to want to miss this. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Well, you may run like maze, but you hit like Oh, 
Welcome back one final segment of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Radio 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. KRC goes 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Replay of the show, 9 to 11, and you can get the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. You can tell Alexa or Siri to play Big X Sports Radio and uh, plenty of ways to listen to the show. If you're wondering what you're going to be doing for the World Cup match today, why not get a mess of salsaritas and have some salsaritas while you're watching the red, white, and blue. Get some cheesy, creamy queso to warm yourself up. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown or St. Matthews. Make sure you make sure you download that salsaritas app. It's going to save you time. It's going to save you money. And remember, if you've got any holiday plans, Thanksgiving, you may not want to cook this year. Think about Salsarita's catering. No party too big, no party too small. They'll set it up all for you. And who doesn't love a good old-fashioned taco bar? So we love Salsarita's. You will as well. It's the Fresh Mexican Grill. England scored right as we went to a break. So they take a 1-0 lead, as they say in soccer. And so if you're like us and would think it's just best for England to go ahead and get their points and not give them to Wales or Tyran, then solid solid start there. one nothing in the 40th minute. We got the text line. Is there anything out? You ready to get into your soccer? Um, we should bring up Stoops' contract thing um, because that did happen. Uh, he's going to be making more than Cal for two years, I think, um, which, you know, people will see as a big deal. They took out the you win a, seven game, a seventh game, you're automatically getting a contract extension. Um, and just bumped him up to 2030. And they also increased his buyout if he leaves this job for another one. Uh, $4.5 million is what another school will have to pay to get Mark Stoops to be their coach now. So, um, noteworthy. Um, I just, the the whole, they, they were definitely planning on rolling that out with all the nil stuff right after the Vandy game. And then they lost. And it was like, oh gosh, we can't. Can't put this out here now. So John Hale, he he did some sleuthing and um and and saw it on the website. It was there. Stoops' new contract. So uh locked in through 203031. Yeah, never a good thing um to lose to Vanderbilt and have to sabotage the extension announcement. But I, I'm I'm cool with this. Like again, the season hasn't gone the way that we've wanted, but we're all very happy with the state of the football program and the growth of the football program over the last few years. I love that the buyout was increased. That's still mostly just chump change, but it'll be it's better than nothing that the university can get if Stoops ever were to leave. I've seen some people thinking this must mean that like another school is knocking on the door. I just think Barnhart wants to show his commitment to Stoops any and every step along the way. Maybe there was another school. I, I don't – I doubt it. I mean, at this juncture, I doubt it. Could be wrong about that. But regardless, if it makes Stoops happy, then good. I, yeah. I, I think the pay thing to have him get $100,000 more than Cal is like, you know, what? Do you, what why? Like you're you're doing that just to do that? But I will say this, and Cal will end up making more. I know it goes back to him, so it's like, it, you know, it's not really a big deal. But there's going to be a time, Roush, in our lifetime, probably not too far in our lifetime, where the U.K. football coach will make more than the basketball coach, and the basketball coach will never again make more. Ever. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's and that's how it should be. 
um, because that's the way that the sports world works, right? Like, and and that's why I think they did this now to have some stability for when the SEC does expand and you're on the same kind of playing field as the rest of the conference. But like, you know, when you're college football coaches are making that kind of money. College basketball coaches aren't making the kind of money Cal makes. Like, there's only like two or three others. So, like that, you're you're exactly right, TJ. And I don't think anything's wrong with that because that's just the way the sports landscape works now. Um, just college economics. basketball, yeah, just, you know, like yeah. it makes more money. They have more money to spend, um, and that's only going to increase when the SEC continues to get another goal for England. Not to spoil it for people. Damn but, it, TJ. This is the best. This is the, I mean, if you're just torturing me because I'm on YouTube TV, it's like a slight delay. And now here comes the crosser and then, uh, and then he kicks it goal. Yeah. Like I just missed it. I'm, I'm on YouTube TV too, for what it's worth. Really? And I'm that far behind. Isn't that a great thing though, Roush? Wouldn't you want to know when the goals are coming? I mean, that seems like a advantage. You know, you know, when to watch, you don't have to watch the whole game. You can just listen to TJ say goal. Yeah, but like that's part, like if I'm, I want the payout of of watching seeing the goal. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I, I'm putting all this time in. I kind of want the surprise of because like I never would have thought that ball was going in. That was through traffic. Fair that enough. Was insane. That was a <laughs> that was a hell of a shot. Um, sometimes when I'm watching UK games and there's not like another game on, I'll put the UK game on like 15 seconds behind on the other TV. That way I don't have to do the 15 second button on my own TV. I can just look over at the other TV and see what I missed. Or watch it again, get more oh, analysis. Yeah, that's pretty but good. Yeah. That's why I'm a world class radio host. That's what I always say. You boys excited to get some lunch with your favorite TJ today? Of course. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. I like lunch. I'm very yeah. much looking forward to it. Good. We're gonna Just eat gotta get plenty food. of stuff done before. Are we gonna? Is Trevor gonna be there? No. No, not a chance. I think he's out of town. I think he is too. And uh, but we'll 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 Dugan show up. Mm, maybe uh, he was late. asking me about it yesterday oh he, yeah he, he likes to show up casually late okay love it should be a good time go united states now let's get back to the thornton's text line what are you what are your personal opinions on the stoop contract roush i don't know if i've heard if, what what you think yeah like you, you, good get it done um i'm just really uh like I, i'm disappointed that they did the like cowardly thing it's like you lost a vandy but you still just like there's just a weird way to put it out like this should be a big deal you're the all-time programs winning as coach what why hide from it just because you faced a bad week or something you know yeah that 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 part annoys me yeah i agree with that all right where are we out on the text line oh my i don't i'm somehow at may 18th 2020 so i don't know where you maybe hit the, you hit the wrong text line. Oh, um, that's what it is. Yep. Yeah. I've, I've got old. us. Okay. Uh, text May eighteenth, twenty twenty. What? What was the text then? It was like uh, while they're going at it, we can talk. And I think it was maybe Scoots and I. What well, was uh, this? When we did the live show at Walmart when we when they were going at it. <laughs> Terrence Jones, Ramel Bradley, Archie Goodwin? Question mark. Walmart. Oh, that's good, good stuff. Yeah, uh, I was very confused. 
Top five team, LOL. We aren't good. We're not like not good because it's beginning of the season. Not good. We're we don't know how to play basketball together. Not good. Good job, Cal. I applaud you. Way to have your guys ready and not look lost and lackadaisical like this game doesn't matter. So dumb. Chance to get the Louisville Regional. I know we can't look that far ahead, but have some damn heart. Again, plenty of time on the Louisville Regional. But uh, I was yeah. They they came out flat. That was weird. It's weird to come out flat in a game like that. Terrible idea to kick the field goal. It's fourth down. Throw it to the end zone. Never know what happens. Anything is better than our special teams. But, like, no. I mean, any chance you get to make that a one-possession game, you need to do yeah, it. Yeah, and it was fourth and 11. Like, he just has the worst special teams unit in the world. So, like, well, Texer, you know, I almost agree with you where it's just don't bring them out because it's not going to work. And if they got the two-point conversion, too, then you wouldn't have seen them go for that as well. Correct. So. Yeah. It just, you know, you had so many chances. A texter says, I'm so sick of top and he does nothing for this team. That text did not age well as the game went on. He mm-hmm. ended up playing pretty well. Great stop. Time to run more of them screens. Okay, I'll give Skang credit on that drive. Nice play calling. Then the old <laughs> two-point fade. I love the intertwined because, like, the great screens could be talking about Kentucky setting great screens on the basketball court instead of uh, great screens on the football field. No, oh, it's great. Those three points going into half could end up being heartbreaking. Oh, and they should have never happened, too, you know? That was pretty bad by the officials. Well, oh, I I, I thought, I mean, I thought he got tackled out of bounds. He got got pushed backwards out of bounds. And they even had the rules official on CBS be like, yeah, the clock should have never stopped. Yeah, and the thing is, though, in pro, they never give the benefit of the doubt. And in college, they always give them the benefit of the doubt. So I wasn't surprised that they stopped the clock there. But that, yeah, huge I mean, three I points. Two, I two wasn't surprised, but you giving up three points that shouldn't happen is tough to swallow, even if you were expecting that to happen. Yeah. But, oh, well, um, that, that stunk. Good thing we can't recruit. X's and O's are hard, it seems. Good thing we can recruit. Apologies. And then, you know, this season's going to be better. I know. It, it, by the way, I've never seen 14 minutes in a, in a half stoppage time. That's nuts. <laughs> we were talking during the break. Like, I, you know, we were doing radio, so I didn't bring it up. But, like, I, the Iranian goalkeeper was down forever. And I was like, what? You know, I was half paying attention to the game, but doing the radio show. So I didn't really know what was going on. I saw, like, change of jerseys and stuff like that. But so that, that would be why we have a 14-minute stoppage time, right? Uh, correct. Correct. Okay. I've never seen that before. Um, but this season's going to get better for UK basketball. Uh, you know, I'm not going to tell people to be patient because we shouldn't have to be patient with this team. But sounds like we're going to have to be, so we're not really going to get a choice on that. But say it wasn't, like, say it doesn't get better, and people are like, it's very clear that like Cal is just not with it as a head coach anymore, or he's past his prime, or any of those things. Like, you know, just things don't progress or things don't improve. Folks, you're still stuck with Cal for at least another year. I'm not like saying that to say uh, he's going to coach that recruiting class, but the sun is setting on Cal just to begin with. Like, he's not somebody that I think is going to be the UK spring chicken five years down the road. Like, this is all the clock is ticking on all this. Um, Doesn't make it like any more. I'm not trying to excuse any of this stuff. My point is, if you are sick of Cal, like, you're going to get your way in time. Uh, the but the thing but one thing everybody just has to come with grips to is he's going to coach that team next year. Like he will be regardless of the season doesn't turn around and it will. But he's coaching that team next year too. So, so I, 
what what does that mean for anybody? I don't know. Nothing. Like I'm just I'm just letting you all know. Uh, maybe that gives you more time to complain and whine and all that stuff. Maybe it maybe it's unfortunate that it, the change couldn't be made sooner. But this season will be all right. We've seen this stuff before. I didn't expect it with this team, but we have seen it before. By the way, before you ask who I'd replace him with, Muscleman's the answer. I'd rather have Chris Beard than Eric Muscleman. Can't wait to see TJ try to spin this one so it's not Cal's fault. All this experience and a summer tour, we look like a complete mess. Kiss the Louisville Regional goodbye. Thanks for nothing, Cal. Love people blame me for UK basketball losses. Mm. I mean, it is your fault. At what point in the season does senior point guard Wheeler recognize he's open for a reason? Hey, he made another open one, though. Yep. He did make another open one, though. Let's see. He couldn't do anything inside. That was a little surprising. And if he can't do anything good inside, then, yeah, you probably shouldn't play him. And Roush, I was right there with you. Seeing Case and Wallace kind of grow as that game went on was was nice. Not that he was perfect by any means, but that dude is a special, Mm -hmm. special talent. Yeah, very special. Uh, Another texture on the Thornton Sexon says, um, I'm so frustrated with this offense we see every season. This team is like Groundhog Day every year. Ooh, which, I don't know. Who's, it, yeah. who's it for, <laughs> football or basketball? That's a great question. That's, that's a great question. <laughs> Cats look completely awesome. Both offense and defense can't hit shots. And no point guard on the floor to end the half. No heart from these guys tonight. Hope the second half is better. That got uh, better for a bit, and then it wasn't so mm-hmm. great. These refs are a joke. Yeah, they were. I mean, that's just life on the road. It's always kind of surprising early on in the season, and it's certainly never easy to swallow, and it's always frustrating. But that's that's college basketball officiating. I mean, it it, yep. it, it was pretty bad last night. Not why UK lost, but it was not good. Zags, Zags only, only have two fouls with less than eight minutes left in the game. <laughs> how about Lance? Lance did some all right things. Uh, Jimmy, I was you know I thought Lance really took on guarding Timmy with some gusto. And that was that was cool to see. Jimmy Dykes loves for Gonzaga basketball is a little too much PDA. Uh, I, yeah, I was just – I've got some Jimmy Dykes fatigue. C.J. Frederick, the great white nope. Uh, and to your Jimmy Dykes fatigue, I was like, oh, they're going all the way across the country to Gonzaga? I'm wondering who they're going to send on this game. And I'm like, Jimmy, what are you doing out here? You're supposed to be – Dude, what? same thing. Gosh. I was like, God, we're going we're gonna, to – somebody new – Maybe we'll get Pash. It'll be fun. Maybe even Bill Walton. Who knows? But no, just just Jimmy Dykes. Get the false start on the bubble screen. That kind of looked promising. Then what should we do? Let's do another screen. Receiver gets blown up on the block. I feel like I've seen this a thousand times this season. I just don't understand. I feel bad for our defense. They've done all they can do. Skang ain't it. Brown ran out of bounds at 530-something. We lost 45 seconds. How does no one notice? I still don't get why the seven seconds came off right at the beginning either. If the play didn't count, why were seven seconds off the clock? Made no I'm sense. Not, I'm not sure what play you're talking about. but I'm talking about the opening play of the game. Oh, oh. Like, why did seven seconds come off if it was like an invalid, you know? Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Should have never happened. And then this texture saying at 530-something, 45 seconds ran off. I didn't notice that one, texture. The clock did not stop. How did it not stop? Literally, no one is saying anything about it. Clocks don't stop out of, out of bounds every possession, if that's maybe what you're alluding to. But yeah. I can't speak specifically to They what. only stop until the ball is set, I think. Correct. And then they hand. start, even if it's out of bounds. Yeah. Uh, but under two minutes, that changes. Correct. Yeah. You elbow someone in the face and you get to shoot free throws. Make it make sense. Oh, man, that was so bad. I, I, I thought they were at least going to do something on the review because – 
that's like the easiest call to make. And of course they didn't make it. They have two fouls and 13 minutes and they're in the bonus. I'm sorry. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that didn't help again. I wish UK's effort was better. They needed more of what they look like in that quick little spurt, but that was far and few between, but the officials sucked. They were horrible. Have zero expectations of winning Saturday, but missing the field goal at the end continues to be ridiculous. Special teams issue is unacceptable, and we still can't do it. Also kind of unbelievable that Skang waits until Georgia to start running Levis. Don't quite understand that thinking against the number one team. And why do we wait until the second half to start throwing the ball downfield more than once? It's almost like Skang is starting this now that he thinks he might get fired. Very frustrating. Uh, Kentucky did offer a Juco kicker a scholarship Saturday, so. Just. I'm I'm shocked like you can't just I'm shocked some fraternity hasn't been like hey look like you know look at us we we do we made we went viral for making like a special team look look we can long snap and hold yeah like, yeah that that, that feels like a very funny especially with TikTok that'd be a very funny TikTok thing what's the sack pack doing sack pack get to that he's too busy um, spiking balls to to snap them you know spike ball club taking a ball a stomp. Toppin just isn't good. He does nothing to help us. You're probably going to say defense, but that's not that special, especially to play offense like he does. I, I've been a little underwhelmed with his defense texture. Um, but, no, I mean, after this text, like offensively, he had a great second half. Not good. He had a great offensive second half. Make shots. Kirby yep. said, not mad at Cal for this one. Got the wide open shots. Just have to be better basketball IQ. Terrible fouls. Terrible choices on the passes. Not good boys. Reason Frederick looked JV right now. I don't really blame Cal as much for last night besides the fact that the team just, you know, isn't where it needs. Like I talked about. Yeah, like they, they, they didn't look ready to play. That's the big gripe you have with Cal in that one. It wasn't because... X's and O's last night of like, yeah, you know, so right. much what he was or wasn't doing. That was more Michigan State. Yeah. But the fact they just were so like – a little lackadaisical, I think one texter said. Mm-hmm. Good point. Kentucky shooting from the Arctic Circle tonight. Goodness, <sighs> it was the it was jet lag. I'm, I'm not, not sure if Drew Timmy walks every time he touches the ball. Has the best footwork in the history of college basketball, or moonlights as the ugliest Disney princess of all time. But I'm sick of watching him twirl and flop around. Embarrassing performance for us. So damn sick of losing big games. And that's yeah. that's really where we're at as Kentucky fans is. That Kansas game feels like an eternity ago. It, it, it does. And uh, you have a lot of losses that have stung. And then you have another one that stings. And you have another one that stings. So it makes it even seem even longer ago. Gonzaga is the epitome of a fundamentally sound team. They maximize their talents. I do believe we are the opposite. On a side note, look at Oregon's floor and explain to me why we can't get the bank stickers symmetrical. I mean, it's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good text. I will say this, though, like Gonzaga fans were wondering if this was Few's worst team in the last five or ten years after they got smashed by Texas. Like, it is basketball. It's November basketball. As much as we're bothered by it, and we should be, I'm not saying that those feelings aren't validated. Like, you know, Gonzaga just got whooped. Um, they, They played Michigan State just as close as we did. They were able to find a way to win it. We lost it. Like, cats are going to be all right. I, I know all this stinks, but just just trust me on this one. This team sucks. Cal sucks. Embarrassing. We can't even get to the lane with better athletes. Great job, Cal. Another primetime national game. We're embarrassed. Really earning that paycheck. So just so we played an entire basketball game at Gonzaga and never had the lead at any point in the game, things have to get better. That's embarrassing. Yeah. That's yeah. not the way it should go. I don't know why it took Cal so long to do what Few was doing and make the four guard the center. 
Timmy and Oscar were both going to get theirs, but Gonzaga didn't risk Timmy getting fouls to keep him away from Oscar. And with how Timmy plays, spinning around the top of the key, having an athletic big was the better option anyways. I thought Oscar did an okay job on him. You just were going, like, I think they put Oscar on him because they said this is our best chance to kind of slow this dude down a little bit. But Texter, I totally agree with what you're saying too. Those are things that should have been factored in. Um, You know, if it, your way, I guess, in hindsight would have been the better way not let Oscar pick up those those cheap fouls. But I thought he did an all right job guarding him. Just kind of got switched onto some stuff. TJ, Nick, and Scoots, why does it feel like we can't pass the ball? Is it post-passing, the spacing, the point guard penetration? I legit don't know. I hope you all can tell me how. Huh? Maybe spend more time on it tomorrow. I didn't. I, I think this team's all right passing the ball. Um, I don't have any major issues with that. But Cal team underperformed despite having better talent. Shocking, I know. TJ, I thought Reeves and Frederick were unreal. I think Goodman's transfer rankings were right about Reeves. He stinks against anyone above good. Well, well, I mean, I'm not going to put the judge, jury, and verdict out. You know, after five games, but so far, it's not not a great sample size for either of them. Well, you named the the, the good shooter UK that didn't slump at some point during the season. Um, I don't know if any of them started the season on a slump, so that would be maybe the caveat there. But it hasn't been a hot start. That being said, Jamal Murray, Malik Monk, you name them, they slumped at a certain time. Um, maybe that's what Reeves is going through right now, but he's got to get it going. And or mm-hmm. Fred, you know, you got to have one of your shooters be able to hit shots. All right, predictions for the United States versus Wales today. Scoots. Uh, I'm going to go 2 1 USA. Oh, okay. I'm. Uh... I'm in a very bad spot with my sports team, so I'm just going to – 1-0 loss. They score in like the 88th minute and just break our hearts, and uh, we're just miserable for eternity. The United States looked absolutely horrible in their like warm-up exhibition, exhibition matches, so if that's what I'm going off of, most recent play, I think Wales wins 2-0 in this miserable, dreadful sports run continues. Hope to be wrong. Go United States. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Go to promo code Big X, 25% off USA. 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 Because we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help us Sam, put your name at the top of his list. And a statue of liberty started shaking.